Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. I couldn't be more thrilled to be able to have with us the author of a new book called How to Know God Exists, Solid Reasons to Believe in God, Discover Truth, and Find Meaning in Your Life. The author of that book is Josh McDowell. Josh, thanks so much for joining us. How are you today? I am absolutely incredible, almost as good as you. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Two guys doing well on a radio, so this this is going to be a lot of fun. So, Josh, uh, as we said, the new book is called How to Know God Exists. So let's start really high level. Let's start really big question. What's one or two of your answers? How do we know that God exists? Well, there's the primary way that we know is through the revelation of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, my life, uh, I set out to refute it all. Mm-hmm. And I knew if I could refute the scriptures as being historically accurate and reliable, my case was won. Mm-hmm. That was it. It was all over for Christianity. And the more I examined it, the more I became convinced that what I have is what was written down, what was written down was true. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I became convinced of that, then the scripture revealed who God is, how we can know him and everything, what his character is like, his nature. That's the, you know, the traditional way. Yeah. Then second is through, um, through reasoning, um, reasoning through, uh, how does something come out of nothing? How can dialogue and thought processes come out of, uh, a non-objective origin. Mm-hmm. And so I just believe uh, I became convinced through that I'm able to reason, I'm able to evaluate, I'm able to consider God, I'm able to look at the evidence around me, the evidence within me, uh, that there is a God and he exists. Mm-hmm. And But to me, that is strong. But it only really became powerful to me when it was backed up and supported by Scripture. Mm, yeah. Then when it tied into the Scripture, I said, wow, mm. it's quite easy to know there is a God. Yeah, yeah. And just it makes me also wonder, not only the answer as to how do we know there's a God, but why is this such a fundamental question that everybody at some point in their life asks? What is, the, what is it that makes this the question for us? Well, probably... The three questions that are always asked in every culture, every generation since the beginning of time, uh, time in the scripture, is the three simple questions. Who am I? A question about our identity. Why am I here? A question about my purpose. Mm. And where am I going? The question about my identity. And if you consider those three questions, if you're intelligent at all, you're going to ask, well, is there a God? Mm. Because without a personal creator of God, I do not believe you can intelligently answer those questions. Yeah. And uh, so I think the three basic questions of life, who am I, why am I here, where am I going, will lead to the question, is there a God? Mm. There it, must be. Yeah, absolutely. And you talk in the book, you say, 
uh, in today's culture? Like our cultures have changed. I'm sure through the years of doing ministry, you've seen so many shifts within culture. But that in today's culture, uh, God has actually used the phrase largely been banished. Like things have just changed. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how you've seen that over the years and how that affects people even as they ask this question. Well, there's two different aspects to it. One is, uh, traditionally, people would ask about what does it mean? Uh, who am I? What does that mean? Where am I here going and everything? What does that mean? And uh, it eventually changed to what does the Bible mean? And they would try to refute it by showing it's meaningless to the question is, is it reliable? Mm. So it's gone from the interaction from its meaning of the scripture to the reality, is it reliable? Is it true? Is it God's word? Mm-hmm. And you almost say it's turned from the subjective to the objective, uh, to is it uh, true? Yeah, yeah. And then the second, I can't remember what it was right now. <laughs> I got tied up in the first. Uh I'll be darned. There, hey, it happens to the away. best of us. It happens Plus to the best. Because we have 10 minutes, and I know we don't have a lot of time. There you go. There you go. Let's ask it this way. So somebody's in their car right now, and they just happen to come across this radio station, you know, uh, and they say, they hear you what you're saying, and they go, yeah, I've never, I, I almost don't think that we could ever know whether God is there or not. What's the first step? What would you encourage them to do first if they're like, I really would like to figure all of this out. Is there a first step you would encourage somebody to take? From where I'm coming from, yes. Mm-hmm. And it is this. Is the Bible trustworthy? Mm. Is the Bible trustworthy? Because everything, I think, in truth that we learn about God, about Christ, the resurrection, everything, comes in the scriptures. So my first question is, is the Bible trustworthy? Yeah. If it's not, then I don't have to worry about all those things. <laughs> if yes. it is, then I better consider what it says. Mm. Uh, so I tell people what determines if any piece of literature is accurate and reliable in history. And then I'll just say, whatever you come up with, apply it to the Scriptures. Mm. Uh, apply to the scri- Can I trust the... Or then drive immediately to a Christian bookstore, another bookstore, and buy my books. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let me let me uh, dig down into the Bible there for you a little bit. Um, why do you trust the Bible? Because I agree with you that that's the fundamental, or at least one of the top fundamental questions. So help people understand, why does Josh McDowell trust the Bible? Well, there's two questions I have to answer as a non-believer. Is what I have in my hands today, the Bible, say the New Testament, what was written down 2,000 years ago, or has it been changed? Hmm. Is what I have what was written down, or has it been changed? But the second question is even more important. Was what was written down true? In other words, did Jesus actually say that? Hmm. Did he actually do that? And so I first had to start it out. I had to convince myself, show that what I have today is what was written down. And the biggest thing for me were the manuscripts. Um, One of the first tests is what's called the bibliographical test of any document of history. Is it reliable and accurate? And it asks questions about the manuscripts. And the basic premise is this. The more manuscripts you have, 
the easier it is to recreate the autographer, the original, and check out any errors or discrepancies. Has it been changed? Mm. Well, the average, average book in history, great writers and everything, might have 45, 50, up to maybe 75 manuscripts that exist. With the scriptures, it goes up to 105,000. Wow. That's, Did you get that? That's, that's unbelievable. And five thousand hmm. in those hundred and five thousand manuscripts, as most scholars would say, we have the exact words of what Jesus said. Now you just need to find them, and there are certain principles you use to find the original text. Hmm. And so that's what I had to do, and it blew my mind when I said, "You've got to be kidding." There can't be 105,000 manuscripts where there are. Hmm. And uh, so that was my first step. Yeah. Was uh, seeing that. And then second was what was written down true. Well, the New Testament writers wrote as eyewitnesses. As they said, what our eyes have seen. What are, not somebody else, what our ears have heard, what our hands have handled, this is what we are declaring to you. They knew Jesus. They walked with Jesus. They lived with Jesus. They understood Jesus. And they became convinced, the first century believers, who had a lot more stake than we did. Because if they believed it, they'd probably be killed. Mm -hmm. If we believe it, we won't be. That's right. And so they put more emphasis on the evidence and they were convinced that christ lived he was buried for three days and raised again from the dead Mm -hmm. and they said after he was crucified and buried for 40 days we lived with him we walked with him we talked with him we ate with him i mean that's pretty convincing evidence absolutely absolutely again and uh so if i can't trust them they paid the price. That's they right. Your testimony and blood. I can't trust anyone. Amen to that. That is so true. Again, the book is called How to Know God Exists, Solid Reasons to Believe in God, Discover Truth, and Find Meaning in Your Life. I would encourage you to go get that. You can get it at Tyndale.com. You could also find it at Amazon or whatever it is you get your books. Uh, and, Josh, before I let you go, I do just want to say, I'm sure you hear this all the time, but, man, evidence that demands a verdict, more than a carpenter. So many of your books were really influential for me and many of us out there, I am sure. So I guess for other people out there, I just want to say thanks. And uh, I can remember. Well, thank you for sharing Yeah, that. yeah. That. Uh, And we are grateful to read this book. We are very excited again. So, Josh McDowell, uh, the author of How to Know God Exists. Josh, thanks for spending some time with us today. Well, thank you. I couldn't have. I couldn't turn down the honorarium. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.